Hi, my name's Nathan. I'm the senior pastor here at Bridgman, and we are so glad you could join us for our online service today. No matter where you are on the journey or what your story has been so far, we want you to feel welcome here at Bridgman and have the opportunity to discover the freedom, hope and healing that is found in Jesus. If you'd like to reach out and connect with us, you can email hello at bridgman.org.au or if you have a prayer need, we'd love to pray for you and you can email prayer at bridgman.org.au. Our service will be starting in just a few moments time and we pray that you'll be blessed and strengthened as you join with us today. Father, we thank You again. And uh, as we come to hear Your Word now, great God, we just pray You'd open our hearts, You'd bless us, uh, You'd uh, speak to our hearts in this time, we pray. So we pray these things in Your Name. Amen. Amen. Hey, it is a real privilege and honour to introduce our speaker tonight, Billy Williams. He's pastor of Dion Church and uh, he's a preaching pastor here at Bridgman Church. And so uh, regardless, he can't hear you, but wherever you are, if you're seated at home, whatever you're doing, would you just give him a huge welcome and a cheer as we come to hear from God's Word. Let's do that now. Well, hello and welcome to all those listening online. Uh, For those that don't know, my name's Billy and I'll be sharing with you tonight and What I wanted to share was actually something uh, that I believe to be uh, the the greatest sermon that I've ever experienced. And I know that can be dangerous as I try to give you a sermon to share with you my greatest ever experience of a sermon. But it happened a couple of years ago and uh, I was down in Melbourne and there's a, a Christian community down there called Lash and they're actually an international community. And their mission, it says, is that they are people with and without intellectual disabilities sharing life in community. I think that's a a beautiful picture, captures who they are. And we're at a particular conference down in Melbourne and each organisation there was invited to share a little bit of who they were. And as Lash shared at this conference, uh, it was interesting, it wasn't the words they used. In fact, what they did was they brought a table up onto the stage and just placed it on the stage, just an empty table. And as the speaker was telling a little bit of the story of Lash, what was really captivating was the activity on the stage. Uh, Members of that community of Lash were were bringing things to put on the table. A a spread came down and a a tablecloth was put down. Candles were starting, starting to be placed and lit and, and chairs were starting to be put around and, and it was just this captivating imagery. This, this scene was unfolding before my very eyes, before our very eyes. And then uh, as it sort of reached a crescendo of activity, this beautiful breaking forth took place where, where people from the community, people with disabilities, people without, actually went out off the stage into the crowd and they began to grab people by the hand and bring them up to this once empty table. And uh, there's an image that captured that that I was able to, to find. And, and, but it's almost too hard to describe to you um, just the f- sensation. The, I intentionally used the word experience of that sermon, not just hearing but actually experiencing in a real way the power of what was happening. And it was the joy on people's faces and it was the inclusive nature and it was just uh, all encompassing and I'll never ever forget it. Uh, It was indeed the most powerful sermon experience I've ever had. Um, I I obviously can't replicate that right now. 
uh, with all the uh, social distancing laws. Uh, I can't have anyone else around me, so uh, I'm really sorry about that. I'm going to have to try and use my words as best as I can to give you a sense of what took place that very day. Uh, I can't replicate it, but I can reflect on it with you about what it meant to me that day. I think the first thing for me is that it was happening in real time. I could actually see this story, this experience unfolding um, and it was just amazing. It started quiet and the noise built as more and more people were involved, as people were invited and and it was this. Um, it wasn't a performance. It was a real experience for people. I could see that they were loving being in community. They were loving being at the table, being invited up. And so uh, that that for me was was one of the, the the things I reflect upon as I think about that experience that day. I also was really struck. The Bible talks about the last being first. About the least will be the ones that that lead the way. And um, without being overly romantic, I think there was something very powerful for those people there, people with the disabilities, intellectual disabilities, and those that live in community with them, where others would say, well, what, what on earth would they have to offer from the stage? And here they were leading this procession, um, leading this experience for we who were blessed to be there. It was just absolutely amazing to see those that were considered to be the least, were in fact leading the way. And thirdly, I think the reason why it, it was such, such a powerful experience as I reflect upon it, is that it was all of myself involved. And I'm, unfortunately, I'm speaking to you, you're only gonna hear my words and see an image. It's hard to, to capture the feeling that took place that day, but it, but it it took in my mind, it took in my emotions, it, it took in uh, my body as I literally was captivated by that experience. And so for me, uh, it, it's, it's something I'll never forget. And those reflections probably don't even do it justice either. But I think what I'm trying to tell you is what that experience of that sermon that day was all about was the spirit of it. And in particular for me, I know it to be the spirit of Jesus. I wanna share with you a story, a situation that unfolded in Jesus's life. You'll find it in Luke chapter 14. And, and the context is that they're sitting at a table and there's some conversations happening and Jesus is speaking. And someone says at the table, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. And, and this statement triggers in Jesus a story, a parable. And the parable that he tells is known as the parable of the banquet. And the story that Jesus tells is of a story where someone was having a banquet and had sent out invites to people. And in the story, it says that the master sent out his servants to, to remind everyone to come to the banquet. But progressively, each of the people that were reminded said, oh, we're too busy, we've got other things going on. And so they don't go, they miss out at coming to the table. And when they come back, we'll pick up the story. This is what it says in Luke chapter 14, verse 21. It says, the servant came back 
and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. It's this powerful parable, this story that Jesus tells. And a little bit of context is culturally at that time, the table was a very powerful place. The table in Jesus's time was a a place of honour and respect. If you were to sit down and eat with someone, it was you basically saying, we're in relationship, you matter. And so this table imagery, not just culturally, but spiritually had been carried right through the Hebrew story, right through the Jewish story. The imagery, remember it was sparked by someone talking about the table in the kingdom of God, having a feast at the kingdom of God. But Jesus seems to to flip this whole thing in this powerful story that he tells. And he indicates that, that people were invited They could have had their spot at the table. But that wasn't enough in Jesus' story. He's speaking of the kingdom of God and he's saying, I want you to go out and offer it to everyone. Doesn't matter about the written invite. It doesn't matter what happened previously. The, The doors have been flung open and the table has been made wide. And there's this opportunity for anyone who will respond to come. I particularly like uh, verse 22 in the message version. And this is what it says, verse 22, when the servant comes back, it says, the servant reported back, master, I did what you commanded and there's still room. That for me is just such a powerful statement. It, It is such a window to look into this generous kingdom of God that's trying to be portrayed in in these very experiential ways. This story was meant to sweep up the people so that they would better understand what Jesus was trying to help people to understand. It's interesting in chapter 14, it's quite a bit of a story in there. He's, He's actually sitting at a table with religious people, with Pharisees. And so in some ways, this message, it's, it's turning it upside down. He'd been invited to have a meal there, sat at the table, asked about the banquet of the kingdom of God and then proceeds to tell this story of a table, of a banquet where everybody has been invited, where the servant is told to go out and get anyone that you can to come in. It must have really stung if they really listened at the table that day. And even chapter 15 of Luke is fascinating. Chapter 14 starts where Jesus is sitting at the table with a religious person. Chapter 15 starts and that very banquet imagery is what actually happens. Chapter 15 says in verse one that Jesus was sitting down for a meal at a table with sinners and tax collectors. 
as if the story wasn't enough, I appreciate that the actual reality happened. In the very next chapter, we read that Jesus takes a seat, shows respect to people that everyone else thought was not worth it. The lowest of the low, the the outcasts, the misfits, the unworthy. And Jesus brings this imagery to life with his very action. It it really is, for me, a very powerful thing to understand. I know it's difficult probably in some ways at this particular season in life and in the world at the moment with the realities of social distancing and not being able to be around each other necessarily. But I don't want to lose sight of the power of the actual physical table to remind us of what it really means for us to have actual hospitality. It really is a vital component. It's it's so important in terms of understanding who God is and so important in participating in the kingdom of that God. This table where we get to meet together, where we get to honour one another And I wanna remind us of that truth. And even in these times, if you're sitting down for a meal with your family, with those that live in your household, can I just remind you how sacred that is? Maybe tonight you've sat with a meal. Maybe right now you're sitting with a meal. Tomorrow, whenever it might be. I've even heard stories of people sitting in their driveways, still keeping their social distancing but waving to cars as they come past or acknowledging neighbours. That is the power of that deep connection that can take place around the table. The physicality is important, but, but I'm not just talking about that. It's not just the physical, but the attitudinal. I, I suppose to put it another way, it's the spirit of it. The spirit of what it means to have a table where people are welcome. The words that I was thinking of as I thought about these tables, this table, was things like abundance, welcome, invitation, hospitality, mercy, love. For me, these are the very words, the, the emotions, the experiences, the thoughts that come to my mind when I think of the power of the table, when I think of the power of the Spirit of Jesus, the Kingdom of God, pictured for us as this table where doors have been flung open and more and more people are being invited. It's fascinating that in the story that Jesus told, no one could earn a place at the table. They just had to accept it. And again, this incredible window into the realities of the kingdom of God. I don't know what your thoughts have been, what your own experiences have been but I'd invite you to open up and consider from this powerful story, this reality where Jesus is sitting at a table of what it means for him to to open up and to welcome in. Maybe that's a message that you need to hear, that you haven't understood before. And maybe like that time down in Melbourne, there will be an experience of that, just like I had, where I was ushered in, I was utterly compelled. It's the same word that's used here in the story. Compelled people, I was compelled to see the power of the table that day, both physically, experientially, but spiritually, the truth of what's on offer. 
a table is for meals, essentially. And we savour them. I know often in my time, I, I'm way too quick to eat my meals, but, but we are to savour the taste. We are to savour the experience. And for many people that know me, one of my ongoing little jokes is that my, my favourite food is free. And I often use it as a bit of a joke, but also as a bit of a, just testing the water. And I've reflected upon it as I've come to share with you. I thought about why do I use that statement? It's a fun one, but it also is important at a very deep level. Because when someone cares for you like that, when, when a table is opened up and you get to have a meal, someone actually feeds you. It's a, it's a care that connects you. It's, it's a respect that reverses situations. And it's a, it's a dignity that bursts forth into people's lives. I, I've thought seriously about it over the last little time. That my favourite food maybe isn't free. Maybe my favourite food is freedom. And the kingdom of God is pictured like that for us. An opportunity to connect with the one who cares, an opportunity to have a reversal because of this deep respect that your creator has for you. A place of dignity at the table. I'm fascinated, fascinated by the line and it says, and there's still room. I wonder if you can hear that. I certainly hope that you can experience that. There's still room, the joy to be had as I reflect upon this experience I had down in Melbourne that opened a window into this story that I've shared with you from Jesus that really is for me something very powerful. Have you ever understood and appreciated that there's still room? Maybe that's true for you. You've never taken up the offer. You've never understood what was on offer. A place of radical acceptance. A place of radical relationship with your creator. That is the kingdom of God. That is the spirit of Jesus. And if you do know that invite, if you have sat at the table, if you have experienced this banquet, I wonder if, it, if it's still true. What does that mean for you as you hear that? And there's still room. Maybe for you, as you reflect upon where you're at at the moment, you look at the, the table that you've been offered, you once again taste the goodness of God what would it mean to consider carefully that there's still room? Maybe you're feeling tired and worn down. Maybe you're feeling worried and confused with the current circumstances. But, but what if in your heart this, this line starts to resonate, this spirit starts to stir and it says there's still room. There's still room for that act of love. There's still room for that act of respect. There's still room for that act of welcoming others. My deepest prayer is that we'll sit in this, 
that we will definitely experience this, but we will also offer this as a message that could change the lives of each and every person. And there's still room. Let's pray. Gracious God, I just thank you for this imagery, this picture that's been given to us of a banquet table. I want to particularly thank you for my own experience of that in Melbourne that time from the Lash community. I'll never forget it, Lord. The actual embodiment of this message. And I want to pray for those with the ears to hear that there's still room. Maybe for some, Lord, the first time to understand the invitation to this incredible banquet. Not one that you must earn, but only one that you can accept. And in the accepting, there's this beautiful opportunity for the inviting, that there's still room. And so I thank you for your abundance, your generosity. I thank you for your mercy and your grace. And I pray all these things upon us in your name. Amen. Praise God. Father, we just thank You so much. Uh, We thank You for this privilege and honour to worship You tonight, but also to hear from Your Word, great God. Thank You that Your Word impacts our hearts and it changes us and moves us to action. We love You, God, and pray these things in Your Name. Amen. Amen. We just want to thank Billy so much for his Word tonight. If you were impacted in some way or another, uh, we would love you to jump online. You can contact us. We'd love to send you out some more information. Or you can simply click on the button on your screen right now. And um, uh, what an amazing night. It's been so good that you could join with us. If you uh, would love to find out more, please jump on our website. You can uh, jump on and hear about more things that are going on through the week. We'd love to uh, keep in contact with you there. Or also uh, jump online with us next Sunday for our services as well. Um, But it's been so good to have you here with us. Have an amazing week and we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining with us for our service today. If you sense God speaking to you or you'd like to find out more, we want to help and encourage you on your journey of faith. You can reach out to us via our website or email hello at bridgman.org.au. And don't forget, if you have a prayer need, we'd love to pray for you. And you can fill in a prayer card on our website or email prayer at bridgman.org.au. I'm praying God's blessing for you this week and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.